This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas. You put us together and you get us on the ESPN app. Sirius X and Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Keep weighing in, not only on Twitter, but Coleman ESPN and at H Douglas 83 about your thoughts on the Super Bowl. Like Chris Limley, who says, 49ers cannot fall behind. Green Bay and Detroit were too young to know how to close. Pat Mahomes will close them, and their defense is going to eat as San Francisco has to throw predictably. That's what we're looking for, that kind of fire, that kind of spice. What you got to say one way or the other about Super Bowl 58, do that on Twitter, and also on the Freddie Harry Collin line at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Especially when it comes to this, are the Kansas City Chiefs becoming the villains of the NFL? Are they starting to become unlikable as the villains of the NFL? Patrick Mahomes has even asked that question. The Kansas City Chiefs quarterback by Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter about does he believe that he and his Chiefs are becoming the villains of the NFL? I would say so. Um, I, I can definitely sense it. I, I, I never felt like that because I've never been like that in my entire life. But you take uh, some pride in it to know that um, everybody doesn't like you. And it's not for anything you've really done. It's just for winning. So if that means some other teams and other fan bases aren't going to like me, I'll try to still have a smile on my face and – and uh, not be a bad example, but I can be that villain for them if they if they need me to be. Uh-oh. Ooh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Y'all better fired. come around here messing with them people. <laughs> Shots fired. Y'all better leave Patrick Mahomes alone. <laughs> no, no gonna, they're not going to. He going to keep baptizing people left and right <laughs> in the organizations and being the reason why they can't get a Super Bowl <laughs> appearance or ring. But for me, it's, 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 it's laughable at this point now, Freddie, because uh-huh. – we always talk talk about in life in general, whether it's sports, business, we always talk about consistency, right? Absolutely. And what the the Kansas City Chiefs have been able to do the last six years, and even three or four years before Patrick Mahomes started, you know, being the starter of this, of this football team, is win consistently. And for some odd and apparent reason, when you go to winning a lot, you know, the, the Yankees dealt with this. The Lakers at some point de- dealt with this. The Cowboys dealt with this. You know, there are plenty of teams, the Patriots dealt with this. Mm-hmm. When you start to win it on a consistent basis, people, yeah. you know, start to want to see new. Instead right. of embracing, mm-hmm. right, the greatness that mm-hmm. we are seeing displayed. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, something right now. Tom Brady has retired. We are lucky enough in the same lifespan mm-hmm. to get Patrick Mahomes. At some point, Patrick Mahomes is going to retire. Right. And you might be saying to yourself, Dang, man, we really don't have another Brady or Mahomes or a Montana uh-huh. that we can look forward to watching on yeah. Sundays. Yeah. And, and and the hate has gotten so crazy, and I hate that it's like this because no one deserves this, mm-hmm. to the point that we're now it's starting to leak over to Travis Kelsey and his relationship with Taylor Swift, sure. Patrick Mahomes and his wife, Brittany Mahomes. Uh-huh. And it shouldn't be like that now. Well, in, in these modern times, it is. Because exactly. they're going to try to find that path of least resistance. If it's somebody not clapping back at them or somebody else that has absolutely nothing to do with that situation. And we need to retire that whole conversation. I want something new. No, you want something new with pizzazz. Because there are plenty of times you got something new that's as boring as the day is 24 hours. And then you're the first person to say, I don't want this new. People want new, and it appeals to them. So we can retire that part of the argument because I'll never forget, Harry, 
when I first started working at ESPN Radio, and when baseball's rolling, it's when the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers and the Mets and the Phillies, the Cubs, all those teams are good. And time after time, plenty of people be hitting us up on the phone. Man, we want something new. We're tired of the same old, same old. So one year they got the Chicago White Sox and the Houston Astros in the World Series. And the ratings went right near the ground. I said, I don't want to hear ever again that you want new. Because you got new and you didn't want to watch it. You didn't want to be bothered with it. World Series ratings completely tanked when both of those teams were in the World Series. And what's about two big cities here? Houston and Chicago, even though it's the White Sox and not the Cubs, and it was the Astros in Houston and not football. So anytime somebody says, I want something new. No, you want something new and exciting. Because when you got new and it was boring, you didn't want that. The Kansas City Chiefs are anything but old and boring. I've seen what new and exciting looks like in the NFL, and people don't want it. Dallas Cowboys are a prime example. They're not new, but they always got something going on. That's why every time you see the top 10 games, not Super Bowl playoff related, it always involves five or six of them with the Dallas Cowboys. Man, I'm tired of you guys talking about the Cowboys. Well, then find another losing team that stinks that's as not boring as them. So don't yep. give me the whole thing about, I want something new. You want something new and exciting. You want something old and exciting. The common word here is exciting, period. Now, Freddie, you said that very, very well. And I want to make sure my ears didn't mishear something. <laughs> okay. Did you throw the Mets into that conversation? Did I hear you say something about the Mets? Yeah, when the Mets are good, it's a New York team. It's a big city team. (laughs) No one cares about your Braves even when they're winning. They don't even care about the Atlanta Braves even in Atlanta. They they care about the Falcons and Georgia football in Atlanta more than they care about the Braves. And you know I ain't lying. You know I'm not lying. Ready? Come on now. Did you put the Mets in this conversation? Because they're a New York team. Okay, you're right. They are a story. Doc Gooden. Daryl Strawberry. They've had storybook figures what year was in that their again? past. I know it's old. I get it. No, I'm just, I'm just can it. you remind me, please? Yeah. I, that's all I'm asking. Look, what year was about, that again? I've had enough about you and your Braves winning in the 21st can, century. Can you just tell me what I, year though, that I've was had enough, again? I've had enough about you and Chipper Jones in the 90s, brother. <laughs> hey, Harry, he was rolling. He was, he was, rolling. He was like when the, Yankees, he was rolling. when the Yankees and the Red Sox. When the Yankees and the Red Sox. And the Mets. Whoa, what the hell? Not for nothing. When the Mets and Cubs met in a playoff series, until that point, that was the highest-rated NLCS involving the Mets and Cubs. All I'm asking. Mets are not exactly a historic franchise. What year was that? Good, is I'm asking. 2015. Oh. They, made, they went to the World Series, too? Yeah. Lost to the Kansas City Royals. They should have never taken out Matt Harvey. No, they should not have left him in past the eighth inning. I mean, they no. should they should have taken out the quote unquote Batman. They should have never left him in. Now back to Daryl Strawberry and Gooden. What year was that again? Will you stop? <laughs> <laughs> Will you stop? <laughs> but you know what's you know you also know what's crazy though, Freddie, and it's right what people say. Mm-hmm. People remember who wins and not, lo- not uh, doesn't lose. Uh, who who does who does lose? Yeah. Uh, however you say the dang old thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but people remember the winners. Mm-hmm. I didn't even I forgot that the Mets went to the World Series that year versus the versus the Royals. Did you remember the Royals won the World Series that year? I, I remember the Royals won it, okay. but I, I didn't remember that uh-huh. they played the Mets. Yeah, exactly. The Mets got more notoriety for losing in that series because they were the Mets and the Royals actually winning it because the Royals weren't a, a fun team to watch. They were fun to watch as a baseball fan like me, but in terms of above that, Devin just remember one thing about that series: they should have let Matt Harvey in. In a series, yep. the Mets lost. Backs up my argument. You want new and exciting and old and exciting. <laughs> you don't want new and boring. It backed up my point. I'm on your side, Freddie. <laughs> Thank you very much. The church doors are now open. <laughs>
Collection plates will be there. They'll be wearing the white gloves. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Be honest with us. In terms of are the Kansas City Chiefs really that unlikable now or a player or a team that you could not stand, but now they've had enough time to go past that, you appreciate that team. You have a great greater affinity for that team. 888-729-3776. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Devin King, one of our producers, what do you got? I got one right off the bat. All right. Brian Dawkins. How could you hate Ooh. Brian Dawkins? Well, because I'm a Giants fan. And he 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 take out all of the Giants receivers. Yeah, but that, and he you know he talked trash and all that stuff. But then he worked at ESPN, and I passed him the hallway. Couldn't could be a nicer been guy. Nicer. I'm not, like, you know what? This guy was a great player. Absolutely, nice guy. A lot of Red Sox fans probably feel the same way about Derek Jeter. Now Mets fans do not feel that way about Chipper Jones. There's way too much PTSD there from the times he destroyed our baseball team. And I've talked to Chipper Jones, great dude. And I said, dude, I can never find myself to like you. He goes, you must be a Mets fan. We're gonna he get clearly Chip, understood. We're going to get Chipper on the show. No, he's a great dude. I'll we'll talk to him any time. The but there's still way too much that any time when he was rolling with the Atlanta Braves, especially in the 90s. He named one of his kids after the stadium. Which is the ultimate middle finger. If you are a dude from an opposing team to a fan base that you torture. I can't even hear this song anymore. Doom, doom. Doom, doom. Doom, doom. Doom, doom. I, I, I. Anytime I hear Ozzy Osbourne crazy train, because they always would play it when that you-know-what would come to the play Chipper Jones, and next day I knew a ball star on planet Earth and landed on Mars against my Mets pitching <laughs> staff. That's why I could never hear crazy train by Ozzy Osbourne. But I always had a great love and affinity for him. I just can't grow to like him. Great guy, but after he tortured my team time and time and time and time again, uh-uh. I understand that people feel the same way about the Chiefs being quote-unquote unlikable because they're winning, I get that if you're a Raiders fan, a Chargers fan, or a Broncos fan. They're in your division. Or a Bills fan. They've kept your team from getting to a Super Bowl. But unlikable, a team with Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Mayor McCheese, Andy Reid. <laughs> Unless you're a team that's in their division or they're keeping your team, there's nothing to me unlikable. All those years the Braves tortured my team, the only unlikable person was John Rocker because you're a jackass. Well, I don't like I don't like Joe Carter for hitting that home run for the Blue Jays. Well, there you go. <laughs> Against my Braves. Well, there you go. You only had one moment. I had a decade of Chipper Joe's torch in my baseball team. I don't want to hear your soft stories as far as that goes. That damn Joe Carter, I tell you. Exactly. Come on now. I can never hear crazy terrain by Ozzy Osbourne because of your Braves and Chipper Jones. Laurie in Illinois, what do you got to say about the Kansas City Chiefs? Are they starting to become unlikable? Yes, no, or why? Oh, well, hi. First, I just want to say you guys are the best show. I listen to you in my car all day. I'm a travel nurse. And I just believe after watching and listening all year that the Chiefs are going to win. I like Brock Purdy. I think he's awesome. But the Chiefs have had a taste of that Super Bowl. I watched their parade in Kansas City. I watched them, and, I mean, they, they won it bad. So I think – Andy, Pat, Kelsey, all of them are going to do everything in their power to win again. Lori, let me ask you a question. How, how do you enjoy being a travel nurse? How do, how do you like it? I, because I get to listen to ESPN all day, all the shows. I listen to ESPN Channel 80 on Sirius XM, 
and I I took up football three years ago, oh. and I've learned everything I can about it, and I listen to the trash talk all day about all the teams. <laughs> I love and I'm telling you, I've listened to y'all all day, and oh, Lori, we appreciate you, number one. Number two, being a traveling nurse, and I have a couple of relatives that do that. Salute when it comes to the Lori and the Illinois of the world because that cannot be easy because so many hospitals are running out of people to service people the right way. So what Lori is doing is beyond admiration when it comes to me and Harry Dogs, my friend. So, Lori, keep on keeping on safe travels, my friend. And That's thank fantastic. you for listening to Freddie and Harry every day, Absolutely. Lori. If we're getting Lori in Illinois to a destination, then we're doing our jobs as far as that goes. That's right. That is always going to be job number one. Love in Arizona. Are the Kansas City Chiefs starting to become that villain, unlikable team in the NFL? First of all, I want to stay happy. Uh, Black History Month to my brothers. Appreciate you. Freddie and Harry, I... Hey man, y'all y'all go good together. I, I used to listen to Freddie late night when I was driving the semi truck from Arizona to California. Wow! But uh, nevertheless, here we go. Uh, so if if Kelsey was the face of the Kansas City Chiefs, cause he talked so much stuff, then like Michael Jordan with the Bulls, and I like you know them my boys cause I'm from Chicago, but because Michael Jordan talked stuff, that's how they became unlikable. But because Patrick Mahomes is the face of the Kansas City Chiefs, that makes them likable. You know, they get a pass on that. But if, if Kelsey, with all that stuff he told, man, they'll be so unlikable, man. They'll be ready to burn them up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, okay. I, lo- I love the fact that, uh-huh. you know, Travis Kelsey isn't afraid to talk smack. And Patrick Mahomes, he takes a different road mm-hmm. into each his own. He, yeah. he, he's the face of the franchise. Yeah. He, I think he understands also how unlikable he could be True. if he did go that route. But I get it. even if he did it, it wouldn't bother me. Yeah. But I, I, I think he has a point there, though. To his point, when he said about Michael Jordan, when Michael Jordan was torching my Knicks team, you can't find many Knicks fans that hate on Michael Jordan. When you get to a certain level, even if he's keeping your team from doing something, it's hard to – if anything, Michael Jordan's probably become more unlikable since leaving basketball, especially since the last dance. A lot of people are like, man, I, I like Michael Jordan all those years. I don't know if I like him no more. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be a part of that anymore. <laughs> but when he was the king of all sports, not just the NBA, but king of all sports, even if, outside of Detroit, of course, but anywhere else – Man, people think people think Steph Curry turns buildings against the home team. Nobody did that like Michael Jordan. He would literally come into Madison Square Garden, and even hardcore Knicks fans, he would do something, and guys are high fiving and bro hugging and everything like that. I'm like, you realize he's killing our basketball team, and even I fell into that. I'm thinking it's Michael Jordan. There's certain guys that even they torture your team, even the trash talkers that you can't find a way to hate them. And Michael Jordan for that in his, in his heyday was that for me. Isaiah Thomas loves him. No, you don't. <laughs> MJ took Isaiah Thomas' city, Chicago, away from him, and he was born in North Carolina. Well, he's born in Brooklyn and moved to North Carolina. One of our favorites, one of our new favorites is Andre in Maine. Andre, are the Chiefs becoming an unlikable team, not just in the NFL but in sports? Hey, fellas. Yes, indeed, 100%. They are the new villains of the NFL, and they will be for quite some time. And I'll tell you exactly when it started when Patrick Mahomes had that outburst on the sideline and he was ranting and raving and yelling at that referee about that offside call. When that happened, that's exactly when Patrick Mahomes lost people that loved him and backed him, and everyone decided that he was the new villain. 
of the NFL. See, I'm going to disagree with him on that one because I think people looked at that as a lapse in judgment, and it turned out he knew he was wrong when he saw the film that Kadarius Toney had lined up off sides. He just felt one of the great plays that happened, and you're victimizing my team. The minute that he had a chance to calm down and come back down on the planet Earth, I don't think that if Kansas City became unlikable, it's because of two things. Number one, they keep winning, and people are tired of that. They always get tired of winners. And number two, whether you like it or not, that Taylor Swift effect. A lot of people do not like the fact that she is dating somebody on that team. If she was dating somebody on a losing football team, there's no way that gets this kind of play. But they're front and center. They are the team in the NFL, more so than the Cowboys, because the Chiefs at least win championships in the 21st century. You add that and her on top of that, and all of a sudden, I don't like them anymore because they become too popular outside of the National Football League when it comes to Kansas City. Yeah, I also believe that that outburst that Mahomes had was, uh, you know, reflection and being able to have a safe space that he felt like at that moment. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. There's a lot of adversity going on on this football team. And I can't yell at my guys, but I'm going to yell at somebody. No, that's true. That, it's going to be the yeah. referee. I, I didn't think about that, to your point, because I'm sure that had been a frustrating thing, especially with Kadarius Tony, who apparently can't shut up. Well, knowing how important that game was because you Absolutely. knew at some point, even though the, the Buffalo Bills, they were holding on by a shoestring, you knew how meaningful that game was to potentially hosting things in Kansas City for a sixth straight year. And, and when you have certain guys that you thought you could rely on and then they keep spitting the bit all the time when it comes to Kadarius Tony, because he had a conversation with Michael Robinson, the NFL Network, me and Kadarius Tony, part of Super Bowl opening night. He said, and I quote, I never attacked the Chiefs, never said anything about the Chiefs. Who I was referring to was the Giants fans and the people in my comments, my comment box, not even on my live recording. So you wouldn't even know they were there. But I was referring to them, which I shouldn't have. I just wanted to go out there. I just wanted to get my message across as far as my injury. But I should have not done that at the end of the day. I'm a man, and I can accept my mistakes just like I accept my wins. I'm just moving past that right now. We're trying to go out and trying to win the Super Bowl. Robinson asked me a straightforward question. You and no one receiving this league? Tony said with a smile, yeah, if I get the ball. Kadarius, stop talking. Lord, <laughs> Please. You're not helping anybody in Kansas City. Stop talking about a game that you're probably not even going to play in when Sunday rolls around. Yes, if he gets the football. Lord have mercy. Boy, we ain't going to bring up them drops. No. Them drops are lining up off sides. Mm-hmm. He got the football, but he didn't line up properly and then tried to blame the referee. And then you have to have your quarterback who wanted to throw the football upside your head because you didn't do the little things properly, but he couldn't do that because that's not what Patrick Mahomes does, which is very admirable because a lot of other quarterbacks would have dimed out their wide receiver in current history and in previous history. He didn't do that, so he took it out on the referee. Doesn't make him unlikable. I can say this, Freddie. The Kansas City Chiefs have looked uh, very different, Mm -hmm. you know, since their playoff run. You mean happier? Uh, Happier, different, Mm -hmm. winning, excited. Yeah, guys doing the little things right, not dropping the football. Don't have to babysit. Yeah, those guys don't have to hold their hand. Those guys just want to make sure. Cody, Missouri, are the Kansas City Chiefs, are they the new villains of not just the NFL but maybe in sports? Hey, guys. I just I want to unload a little bit here. I'm a Chiefs fan, but I can do some introspection here. Okay. You know what? We got Santa Claus as a head coach. We got Kermit the Frog as a quarterback. We got the sexiest man alive, younger brother, as the greatest tight end of all time. Got stellar defense. What isn't there to love? 
Oh, did I mention <laughs> that the most famous pop star in the world dating our tight end? Yeah, like, you know what? America says they love a winner, but let's be real. We love the winner until the confetti stops dropping. After that, we get bored with them, we get annoyed with them, and then we root against them. You know what? If you don't want the Chiefs to be a villain, fill the better team. You don't want the Chiefs filling up your house? Get some better fans that will show up to your stadium. I'm talking to you, Chargers and Raiders. Thanks for those extra home games every year. We really appreciate them. (laughs) Cody off the top ropes. Good on business. (laughs) Not business. Business. Oh, wow. Cody. Well done I, by him. <laughs> I, I love it, man. I love mm-hmm. the trash talk, too. Yeah, I, 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 That's always been a big deal with me. Somebody says, well, they always run in their mouth. I said, you don't want them to run their mouth? Yeah. Stop you know, them. Beat them. It, you be, it, if someone's running their mouth and they're losing, they look awfully, awfully dumb when they do. You and I played enough basketball to know. Guys that ran their mouth on the basketball court but could back it up never bothered me and Harry Douglas. Guys that ran their mouth and might make a shot once every week those were the fools that I want to knock upside the head. Those kind of guys. The Kadarius Tonys of the, of the playground. Those reminds, guys. Reminds me of the spades table. Oh, man, you got to find a good spades partner. You know what I mean? If you have a bad spades partner, man, it just takes the soul out of your body. <laughs> Google spades teams that we were talking about here. And Freddie and Harry, Harry Douglas, <laughs> Freddie Cobra together. Keep weighing in. Are the Chiefs the new villains of the piece when it comes to the National Football League or maybe in sports? Keep weighing in at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. And Chipper Jones is a player, part of a team that I couldn't stand. But I have a greater appreciation for. Was there somebody like that for you? Weighing on both of those. Are the Chiefs the new villains? And who's a player or team that you could not stand when they were doing their thing, but now they're not doing it anymore, and you appreciate them more? 888-729-3776. Wayne and the Freddie and Harry call in line on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. If you're a hater, 
Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas want to hear from you on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on Sirius XM Channel 80 and by telling your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. How much do you hate the Chiefs? Are they the villains of the NFL maybe sports right now? And what's a team of play that you dislike that you could not stand, that they brought the child to your house, you would slam the door in their face, but now you had enough time to calm down, you have a greater appreciation for it. Let us know in the Freddie and Harry call in line at 888-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Harry, what was one player that you couldn't stand? Either growing up or you played against, and now that you've had enough time to calm down, you say, eh, that wasn't a bad dude after all. Tom Brady. Oh, really? Understandably yeah. so. Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, never had a chance to win against Tom Brady. Uh-huh. But, you know, after you're done playing and he's still playing, you admire what he meant to the game and what sure. he was able to do on a consistent basis. That's a good one. I wonder how yep. many people feel the same way you do that had to deal with the hands of Satan Brady all those years, <laughs> keeping teams from winning championships, especially the AFC East, 888-729-3776. Jason in Reno, what do you got to say, my friend? Well, w- once again, let me do my due diligence. Uh, Mr. Coleman and Mr. Douglas, mm-hmm. welcome again. Park Lana <laughs> Harry and Julian <laughs> Freddy. So I'm gonna come at you. I'm gonna come at you on a real deal, and let's break it down to the real bone of it. Okay. The, the pro Putin party is mad at Taylor Swift. If you listen to Laura Ingraham, she said she, they should be on her side. And remember, Mrs. Swift got Brandon. Elected, so they're really mad about that. If you look at Snowflake Jesse Waters and Alki Janine Pat. Yeah, we, we can't get political on the show. We appreciate the love, Jason Reno. We're not getting political. That's not what we do here. Mm-mm. Next. <laughs> and then next is Joe in Missouri. Joe, what's a team of play you disliked but now have a greater appreciation for? I would have to say the New England Patriots, but uh, you guys are talking about uh, do we hate um, do people hate the Kansas City Chiefs? Is Patrick Mahomes the villain? Look, I'm an old guy. And you know you're an old guy when you go to a Super Bowl party and you're the only one that's seen every one of them. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I have a I have a son named Troy Michael after a certain cowboy tandem or duo. And uh, this is what I figured out as, as you get older. Life's hard. People bust their butts. They're just trying to feed the kids. They're trying to raise their kids but they're passionate. They're passionate about their hometown team. And I don't care if it's the Cowboys, if it's the Chiefs, if it's the Eagles. doesn't matter. You, 16 weeks a year, every Sunday, you're geared up. This is the one thing in my life this week that's going to go right. And pow, you get crushed. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> comes in and rolls you, whoever it is. Dak lets you down. You know, uh, everything I understand about Dak Prescott, he's a wonderful human being. If he knocked on my door, I wouldn't even open it. You know? <laughs> Oh man! But then he named his son after Troy Irvin, Troy Aikman, and Michael Irvin. Troy Michael, right? Man, I wonder what the what the what the lady had to say about that. Maybe his wife was a Cowboys fan. Yeah, maybe he could be a Cowboys fan. She had to be to go along with that. Yeah, well, if she wasn't, that's a very understanding woman. Yes, <laughs> you're gonna name our child what after who? And you can't stand them. You talk about a keeper. Oh, that well, like the old line is: you better keep her. We know it's cheaper, That's no right. matter what. Michael in, in Arkansas, are the Kansas City Chiefs, but are they the villains in sports, especially in NFL, yes or no, and why? Yes, they are the villain. I grew up a Patriots fan. I couldn't wear a pair of socks without getting hated on because they were winning games and just making the Super Bowl. 
So in my mind, yes, the Chiefs are the villain. And just like NBA, the Warriors were the villain. Anytime a dynasty comes along, they'll be hated. But in 15 years, we're going to miss them. Just like so, I miss the Patriots right now. So, Michael, let me ask you a question. When do you believe that started for the New England Patriots in your, in your eyes? Good that hate? Good question. I think the three and four did. Uh, I think everybody started getting over it when they lost those two to the Giants, but then they started winning again against Seattle and against Atlanta. I think the Atlanta Super Bowl, sorry, the Atlanta Super Bowl, 28-3, to okay. I think that got people in their feelings again. And now since they're starting to be trash again, they're going to come up soon. Everybody's okay with them now because they stink. So anytime you have a sports, any type of MLB, NBA, NFL, that just win games, wins championships, they're going to get hate. It, they could have the nicest players, the nicest people. <laughs> if they hate us because they ain't us. Ooh, <laughs> bars. I always love that one. They hate us because they ain't, ain't us. us. I've always loved that because, he, by the way, he's not lying with that. There was a lot more goodwill for the Patriots after they beat the Falcons that way. Even people could not – sorry, Harry. Even no, no, not, no, no, go ahead. This is your opportunity. No, go no, ahead, no, Freddie. No. I'm not trying to bash on your team. But no one thought they were going to win that game. When they were down 28-3, people were like, finally, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are going to get their comeuppance. They had people watching Law & Order reruns, SVU on USA Network, midway through the third quarter. And then they just may play. And may I had a, play I had a Super plays. Bowl party that year. Oh, how did that end? At, at my house. And, oh, uh, take us behind like, the curtains. I want to hear this. Three Patriots fans – at my house, uh-huh. and boy, you talk about them losing their minds in yeah. Atlanta fans cheering and having a great time, right. taking shots left and right. And then my mom sent me a text. Okay. She's, she said, you never can count out Tom Brady. Mm. And I'm like, boy, when mama sent you that, mm. you know what time it was. Mm. Mm. By the way, yesterday was the anniversary. No, me and my wife's anniversary is in July, July no, 6th. I'm talking about that anniversary, that 28-3 game. The anniversary was yesterday. Yeah, me and my wife's my parents' anniversary was January 23rd. They just – Good for them. 43 years. <laughs> Wonderful. Happy belated anniversary. Or is it more than 43? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even – Next! Make, yeah, I bet, I bet you want to get out You're of You're not going to open up wounds <laughs> over here. I, Next! No, I didn't open up any wounds. Blame Michael. Yeah, He's the one that opened well, that up. I asked him a damn follow-up. Yeah, you, so blame you. <laughs> I know. The enemy is my friend. My friend is the enemy. <laughs> That's you when it comes to you, Harry Douglas. When it comes to Mahomes being the villain, many people don't want to believe that. Someone who's on the other side of that, what about compadres or compadriettes? Michelle Smallman from Unsportsmanlike each and every morning with her, Evan Cohen, and Chris Canty on ESPN Radio from 6, 10, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. She says, oh, Patrick Holmes, oh, he's not the hero anymore. Absolutely, he's a villain. Really? Without question. What does a villain do, right? They crush your hopes and your dreams, and that's what Patrick Mahomes has been doing for six-plus years now. How many other fan bases have thought, oh, this is it, it's going to be our turn, and that guy stops them from going there? You don't think Ravens fans think that Patrick Mahomes is a villain? You don't think that Bills fans think Patrick Mahomes is a villain? They're looking at this guy and saying, we're not going to get what we want likely because you're going to stand in our way, and that makes him very unlikable. No, it doesn't. No, well, well, here, here's, it's, no, I think to a certain extent, though, because when I look at Buffalo, 13 seconds, that's coaching, on my, in my opinion. Yeah, They yeah. went down to tie a game, mm-hmm. and the field goal kicker missed the field goal. Uh-huh. You Absolutely. Know, How's that Patrick Mahomes' problem? Yeah, you, you hit him out of bounds if you're Cincinnati last year exactly. and put him in field goal range. Exactly. He, he's doing his job. 
He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to beat your team, just like your team is supposed to beat him but can't do it and had a couple of opportunities. To me, a villain is somebody you look at look at that person, you think, I don't think that person is a good person. That's what a villain <laughs> represents to me. I don't look at Patrick Mahomes, even if he's crushed by team's dreams, and saying, I don't think he's a good person. I don't get – to me, you got to incorporate all of that. When it, and I hear what Michelle is saying in terms of, you know, crushing your team's dreams. If you want to use that as the villain in the piece, I get it. But certain guys you look at and say, man, that person's the villain, and he's on my team, and I can't stand him. To me, they're more of a villain, even though they're helping my team win, than the other way around. Well, the Baltimore Ravens, they villainized themselves last week. The self-inflicted wounds. Absolutely. Like, Patrick Mahomes played a part, but, you know, for me, it was the first two drives for Patrick Mahomes. And then in the second half, we seen that Baltimore Ravens defense do their thing, but the offense kept messing up. And then you had the penalties. So I think a lot of these teams that the Kansas City Chiefs are playing – Yep. you can't make mistakes versus Patrick Mahomes. What are you supposed to do? Make your mixtape a lot better? Yeah. Create your own mixtape. Yep. Put better tools on there. Don't put clunkers <laughs> because he's going to make sure he's a clunker than any mixtape you have when it comes to Patrick <laughs> Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Keep weighing in on the Freddie Harry call in line at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Are the Chiefs really villains now? Have they become villains because of their success? Also, what's a team of player that you dislike? Like Harry Dells can stand Tom Brady, but now that he's no longer playing against him, he doesn't think he's that bad at a guy. Who's that person for you? 888-729-3776. This is Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. You put us together, you get Harry and Freddie and Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance on Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So you got two coaches in the Super Bowl, of course. You got Andy Reid, the head coach of Kansas City. And you got Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of San Francisco. Andy Reid used to be in the same position that Kyle Shanahan, Harry, is in right now. Getting a team close and not winning that big one. Happened more than a couple of times. Andy Reid with the Philadelphia Eagles getting to the NFC Championship game and not winning a couple of those, getting to a Super Bowl and not winning that. He's been able to overcome that, being the Kansas City Chiefs head coach, trying to get his third championship in four years. Kyle Shanahan wants to get where Andy Reid is. And if he's able to get there, he told the last two games that were they able to come back and win against Green Bay and Detroit would be a big help that could manufacture itself on Sunday. I mean, you hope it helps. I mean, you want to experience through every game. And we haven't had a, the experience of that with many games the way this year has gone, especially. Um, I mean, you never want them close. You want to win them pretty easy and be able to chill at the end. But that's what's cool is the way we've done it these last two weeks. I mean, it's very rare of what it, what I said you want happens. And that's usually how the playoffs go. And to have um, our back against the wall in those last two games and be able to pull it out. Um, you get the life experience of that, and when you go through that, it breeds confidence. Well, a lot of people want to be where the San Francisco 49ers are and the Kansas City Chiefs have been. That is competing for a championship and winning a championship. Something that a young man who knows about that in college wants to experience the same thing in the National Football League. He's the outstanding quarterback the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. He joins us here on Freddie and Harry, courtesy of P&G. And you're part of that during Super Bowl week, Trevor. Number one, thanks for joining us. Number two, what is it like to be associated with P&G, especially when it's for a good cause during Super Bowl week that you're a part of going up to the big game? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I'm excited. So, PNG Battle of the Paddles, this is year two for me and for the event. You know, I did it last year in Phoenix, and now it's in Vegas. Uh, it's a ping pong tournament between eight NFL players. So, I'm excited for it. I'm representing head and shoulders. 
kind of fits with the hair. It's like the only hair uh, marketing type thing I've done in my career. So I'm keeping it going for the second year in a row, and um, they're gonna get me gonna get me looking right for the ping pong tournament tomorrow. <laughs> okay, explain that. I want to hear about the tournament as well. That makes sure you you're gonna look right and ready. What is that gonna be all about tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, so it'll be so it's uh, February seventh at eight p.m. Eastern. People can watch it on Overtime Seasons YouTube channel. Um, it's gonna be fun. Last year, Trent Taylor won it. He's really good at ping pong. Mm-hmm. He, he ended up beating me pretty bad. So um, we're, there'll be eight of us playing. It'll be a tournament. Um, I think I might play Will Levis in the first round. So okay. uh, we'll see how that goes. It's, it's going to be fun. It'll be we'll have a good crowd out there, and it'll be it'll be interesting. So Trevor, when it comes to the 2024 season uh, that's actually coming up, what are some things that you feel like you need to do to be more consistent at the quarterback positions to put your team in a position to be able to be in the playoffs and win consistently? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think. The simple answer is, is turnovers. That's something where, you know, I've had a lot of turnovers in my career. And, um, you know, I think every year, especially passing the ball, I've gotten better. I've made better decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, numbers don't always reflect that. Crazy things happen in games um, that you can't always control. So I think in that regard, just continue to take the right steps that I have been on making better decisions, throwing the football and not putting it in harm's way. I think taking care of it in the pocket and when I'm running, though, my ball security needs to be better. and That's something I really need to improve on uh, moving forward. You know, I had too many fumbles this season um, at the wrong times, too. So holding on to the football, obviously, is, is the name of the game. you got to be able to protect it, and you can't turn the ball over and, and have success in this league. So improving on that. And then I think just consistency, you know, throughout the whole game. You know, I think there was times this year where I felt like I was playing some of my best football. And unfortunately, at the end of the season, you know, we weren't able to do that as a team. And individually myself included you know i didn't think i played my best either so you know it's finding how to sustain that throughout the whole season and how to play week in week out be that guy for my team because that's what you have to do in this league you know your quarterback has to play well if you want to win every week so you know and i know i got i got the i got what it takes to do that i just gotta you know find some more consistency really work on that this off season continue to build the chemistry with my receivers and guys up front um, and we got to play our best football at the end of the year. You know, I thought we, we peaked a little too soon this year and ended up not finishing the season well at all. So we got to find a way to just get better every week. Um, there's going to be some ups and downs along the, along the way in the NFL. That's just how it goes. But you got to find a way to, to fight through the adversity and play well at the right time. The very candid Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback, joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. And you mentioned all those things that are perfect in terms of making sure you overcome that, which has been a hallmark for the Chiefs getting to where they are and the 49ers getting to where they are about to play in the Super Bowl on Sunday, Trevor. You play both of these teams. What has been able to have that consistency that you've seen from them that has gotten them to this point right now? Yeah, they're, those are two of the obviously the most consistent teams in the league, um, and especially Kansas City. They it seems like every year they find a way. There's been years where they've been super dominant, but even like this year, you know, they find a way to play their best when it matters most. At the end of the year, um, when everything's on the line, when they got to win, when they just got to find a way to win. You know, that's that's what it's about. Score one more point than their team. They are one of the best at, at doing that, um, and that's something where we're building that here in Jacksonville and, and we're not there yet, but I don't think we're far off. And a lot of that, like we talked about runs through me and, and how I play that has a big you know, implication on, on how the game goes. But 
Um, it's also a team sport, so we all got to find ways to get better this offseason and going into next season to put ourselves in that position. Um, and the Chiefs, obviously, like you said, are, are one of the best at it. And, and San Francisco, too. You look at a team that has been consistent the last, you know, five, four, five, six years. It's been really good every year. And a team that when you see them on your schedule, you're like, oh, this is going to be a going to be a fight. You know, you know that they're going to play really well every week. And that level of consistency is, is where we need to find ourselves soon. And, and I got a lot of confidence that we will. But obviously, those are two teams that have done it really well um, for the past few years. Hey, Trevor, we love watching you play. We know it's a tough end of the season. We believe brighter days are ahead of you and for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We really thank you for joining us on behalf of PNG and enjoy Super Bowl week and next season. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry. You take care. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, he's really, really good. This is only going to serve him well. He survived the first year Urban Meyer. He'll be able to survive this. What happened in 2023, Harry, when it comes to Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville? Easily, and I love his honesty and the self-awareness Amen. to be able to say, hey, I have to be better here. That's where it starts. Yep. Uh, I have nothing but faith in Trevor Lawrence moving forward. Yeah, and he didn't point fingers. Except nope. that himself to be better for himself and his team. So Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville Jaguars, told us the truth about his team. You're going to hear the truth from us about Brock Purdy. That's next on Freddie and Harry. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. 